This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. A very happy new year. I missed the first episode of the 2020 Hafta which Manisha ably held behind me and I have got very good feedback that people enjoyed it me not being here. Apparently it was very calm, peaceful. Really? Yes. So uh, happy new year all our subscribers. Thank you for your support. We hope 2020 is very very uh, special for us because a finally our subscribers acche din will come because even as we are recording the migration of the website is happening to a new CMS. So all those login issues that you were facing they will be resolved by the end of next week. In fact, some of the migration is done but a few of the stories because the artwork and and there was some animation there's some problem in like moving those on to the new server but it's all under control by next week it will be complete it's taken a little longer than we expected but that's because some of our content is a bit tricky angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte this hafta is also special because we have three subscribers joining us so we figured that we'd have a hafta where subscribers can give us their feedback they can tell us why we suck or why we don't what we can do better and what we can do worse So let me first introduce the subscribers and I shall introduce our in-house Chandal Chokri. Joining us a PhD researcher at Dublin City University and co-editor of Ala a blog on Kerala, S Hari Krishnan's research looks at the importance of social spaces like tea shops, reading rooms etc in shaping the modern sphere in Kerala. He did development studies and has had a stint in the social sector before returning to academics. He enjoys hiking, photography, staring out of windows and of course is a subscriber. Hi Hari and where are you right now Hari? I'm in Hyderabad right now, which is where my parents live and which is where I was born and raised. Um, but I live in Dublin, uh, where I've just finished my PhD. I'm in India for three weeks for a break. And your PhD is in? I'm looking at public spaces and how it influenced uh, political culture in 20th century Kerala. So I'm looking at informal spaces like tea shops, libraries, and reading rooms, and how the socialization there influenced political culture in 20th century Kerala. So since it's called tea shops, is your thesis called Chai Pe Charcha? <laughs> Thankfully not. No, it's called monkey bath. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Yeah. Excellent. The other subscriber joining us is Dheeraj Krishan Kumar. He is born in Mangalore in '83. He was brought up in Dubai and Mangalore, and he completed his mechanical engineering from Mysore. He started his career with Hindustan Zinc, and uh, he moved to the UK to do a master's in renewable energy, and started a job in project control with BP. I guess that's British Petroleum, and he's been with them since. His personal interests include movies, podcasts, and Formula One, traveling, and writing poems. Hi, Dheeraj. Hi. So you are right now in. Uh, I'm in London right now. Okay, you you didn't come home for the winter? No, no. Uh, it was uh, I had some uh, personal reasons why I couldn't. I see Brexit. पता नहीं whether you get back in or not. है ना ऐसा भी हो सकता है. है ना? Well, Brexit. No, no. Brexit is done and over. Boris has done it. अच्छा, Boris has done it. And then the third subscriber joining us also co-hosted awful and awesome with me yesterday, which is up today. Jefferson Simon. He's a software engineer working in Germany, born in Tirunelveli, which is actually my mother's hometown village in Tamil Nadu. He grew up in Saudi Arabia, went to India, finished school in Tirunelveli, engineering in Chennai, worked in Chennai, Gujarat, Hyderabad, Bangalore, and now he's been living in Germany in Nuremberg for the past three years. Hey, Jefferson. Hello again. Hi. Very erudite. panel and all of them are from the south all of them are from the south yeah. so are our subscribers like more from the south than from the north yeah, yeah. everyone yeah. says yeah here with no data ma pel diya 
I know, Chitranshu says I know like Amit Shah, like I'm a pump. Because Southerns are more discerning news consumers. Okay, I don't know about that, but one thing I must point out to our alert producer, Ivneet, that we must have more female subscribers also join us. In any case, we get criticism that most of our subscribers are male. So we have to get more female subscribers joining us. So thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. I shall just introduce the rest of the panel and then quickly go over what all we'll discuss. And we shall have your thoughts first. And if there's anything you want to throw in, feel free. Joining us in the studio are Manisha and Mehraj, Hello. our Hello. in-house editors. We have Rohan Venkat Ramakrishnan joining us. He's associate editor at Scroll. He oversees the daily news operations and runs a weekly newsletter called The Political Fix. He was born in Bombay, grew up in Middle East, and before Scroll was the editor of Opinion Pages at Mail Today, and most recently he got beaten up, which is why he's here. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, thank you for having me and I think I could have counted in the initial introduction also I'm a subscriber of News Laundry as well and South Indian so oh my oh. not God. a woman though so that that, that <laughs> part is still behind. so today we have like four and a half South Indians that's that's pretty good man as representation goes joining us from Patna on the phone is our very own Anand Vardhan hey Anand how are you yeah hello fine I'm fine no, it has rained yesterday, so the temperature has gone down here. Shall very good. It rained here day before and it poured. Now, before Manisha introduces the list of things we shall discuss, I quickly want to remind our listeners that you may be listening to us on any of the following platform or even some other Stitcher, iTunes, Hubhopper or wherever you listen to us from. Do give us a favorable review because then more people can find us or give us a five-star rating because then we will be more discoverable. And then people can discover newslaundry.com, which is our website where we have podcasts, videos, articles, reports. And we do not run our website on ads we depend on subscribers such as the wonderful four gentlemen here who have joined us so do subscribe to news laundry and pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and when advertisers pay advertisers are served and this episode is going to be free it's not going to be behind the paywall because of the migration that is happening even as we speak some login issues are happening for some of our subscribers which will completely get sorted by probably coming Thursday uh, after which everything will go back behind the paywall but until the transition to the new CMS this episode is free for all of you Mufat Khors also. So congrats Mufat Khors. That's our new year gift to you. Manisha, what do we have? We had a very, very intense news week on Sunday evening around 6 o'clock. A mob of masked men entered uh, the Jawaharlal Nehru University campus. They beat up students. They indulged in vandalism. They beat up teachers also. About 36 students were injured, of which uh, 11 were from ABVP and the rest were left or left-affiliated students. And um, one of the students who was very grievously injured was Aishi Ghosh, who's the JNU Student Union president. This attack sparked a wave of protests across India again. There were protests in Bombay, in Bangalore. Uh, even Stephen protested. That was a headline on Telegraph that yeah, even Stephen's... <laughs> I think it's the first time in 30 years. The last time they protested was at Mandal. Okay. So uh, that happened. There's a growing demand for the resignation of the VC because it's been reported that he called in the police but he asked them to be stationed outside the gate. And, and even as we speak, apparently he's right now at the HR ministry with uh, the bureaucrat's name was there in the headline. He's been summoned and he's being spoken to there. The Delhi police has not been able to catch any of the guys who indulged in violence on Sunday night. However, they've registered two FIRs for violence that ensued in the campus between January 3rd and 4th. And both the FIR's name Aishi Ghosh for perpetrating violence. Deepika Padukone also made an entry into all of this and sparked a huge debate again. She, after promoting her film and after the screening of her film, she went to JNU and she stood next to Aishi Ghosh silently. But it was reported Amazing. that she told her... 
I'm proud of you. Really, very, very good. I think it's amazing. <laughs> We need more people like Deepika Padukone. Sure, fanboy. <laughs> I think it's amazing. She is so brave. She is beautiful. She is a sports person. <laughs> you want to recite a poem for? <laughs> At the end. <laughs> Today's song is going to be dedicated to Deepika Padukone. Deepika. Yeah, yeah. It was. It created a lot of circus on prime time. I, you went on that Times Now show when Avika was like, ABVP वालों से भी मिल लेती कि बेटा आपको लगी है आपका हाल क्या है. So that but, was. But but आप chronology समझिए between 5:30 and 7 i was speaking with deepika padukone and at about 7:38 she was at jnu aap chronology samajh lijiye just saying don't say that publicly <laughs> <laughs> there were also of course calls for boycotting of chapak where a lot of people cancelled the same seats Yeah. A8 A9 A10 so that was there was much hilarity and all of that um, i think a great story will be let's go for that show and see who's sitting on those seats I mean, that's a fantastic report yeah that where did you get these tickets from where was we the need theater? to figure out Ahmedabad. time and yeah, oh, yeah. It must have been friday uh, ahmedabad Please, yeah we should send oh. someone Uh, meanwhile, the Maharashtra government has said that they're going to open the Judge Loya case based on evidence. The Kapil Sibal uh, Tiranga slash Barkhadat dispute is on, and they had the first hearing yesterday where Kapil Sibal said that they're going to try and mediate with Barkhadat. So he may manage to get this settled, but all the other employees who were fired are just going to yeah because her contract was different from theirs. Apparently, yeah. her said she would have to be paid for a year no matter yeah, what happens, and, and the rest was just two months. Meanwhile, Delhi elections have been announced. They will happen on the eighth of February. and the results will be on the 11th of february which is just 3 days before valentines day i say valentines day so on that day uh, the last time did he swear in on the 14th of feb or was the i think last time was there was some valentines connection to delhi elections so basically it'll be a, a most romantic election <laughs> the memes already out and i think the kejriwal ad is really funny isn't it matru pitru divas too hasn't it been changed oh it has yes matru pitru divas that's yeah. right so i guess we'll see whether we celebrate valentines day or matru pitru divas on the 14th that remains to be seen modi the same visit has been cancelled amid the ca protests so um, obviously it is having some impact and amit shah's visit to the delhi locality ends in a mob attack and eviction of two protesting women who held banners up news laundry has done a profile of one of them you can check it out on our website and international news iran, iran. the latest is iran retaliated to the killing of their general qasim soleimani by uh, firing rockets at a us base in iraq and the latest is that there was a plane crash in uh, iran the other day and they are saying it's an accident there was some technical problems with the plane but uh, lots of western intelligence agencies are saying that it was a missile that brought uh, it USA down us has kind of floated its theory and then said we are not confirming us it. no the yesterday the canadian prime minister justin trudeau also said mm. we have intelligence that this is what happened the ukraine Indians are also saying it could have been that, but it wasn't malicious. It was an accident, like happened after Pulwama in Kashmir. So they fired a missile and brought down a plane. Okay, so before we get into, uh, we'll start off with Deepika Padukone. Uh, huh? Really? Okay, fine. We won't. <laughs> in all of this, you want to start with Deepika? Padukone? I just thought we just start off with the most important thing. But before we do that, the most important thing, I would just like our subscribers one by one first dhiraj then hari and then jeff just tell us a little bit about why you subscribe to news laundry and what you think we can do better what are we where are we fucking up i'll start so i think one of the first reason that i subscribe to news laundry is actually because of your former editor malut tehan uh, i used to watch news track when i was a kid and i feel that she is not only me a lot of people feel that she's one of the shining lights of indian journalism hmm. for a lot of things 
And uh, I think uh, the way she used to do those interviews when I saw, I, I didn't follow Deuce Laundry for a long time, but I think it's one of these um, news stories that you had done. And uh, when I looked into the news laundry, I, th- I think it was these, it was this thing that you did for uh, who is owning each of these um, news outlets. Yeah, who owns your media. And when I, when, yeah. and, and when I found out that, uh, you know, Madhu is uh, part of News Laundry, she's the managing editor, that's what brought me to News Laundry. And the other reason is because I think I've gone through a lot of publications and I think News Laundry and uh, Express seem to be the only ones who are doing two things. One is, you know, kind of doing stories which actually show truth to power as well as being, uh, I mean, this all started with the centrism debate. So I I would say that, you know, your stories, even if you say are left-leaning, are very true to the fact and are are not biased. At least accurate. But what can we do better? Dheeraj. Uh, what can you do to do better? I think I think one of the yeah, you guys you guys have to get your app right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. Uh, you, you guys have to get that right. I think in today's world, it's you cannot run if if the, these things are not right. Other thing that I I think this was something we had also in our subscribers meet is that there is somehow you guys have to uh, do more of that. Uh, I think you started collaborating with one not one reporters and all that. Yeah. I think we need more of that, more local stories which can make an impact hmm. because uh, that's that's something which, which is missing because... Yeah. Right. There was one more thing. The, uh, this, um, I think Anand speaks a lot about uh, how stories which uh, might might not have great uh, impact, but they still have to be told. You know, for, for example, you know, just I, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm taking a long time, but, you know, there are a lot of stories which happen in India, good stories which happen in India, which are often not told. You know, that those are also the stories you need to pick up. Some yeah, I think modern uh, invention. Anand, Anand described those as like the banality of crime. It may not have a yes. political angle or it may not have a communal angle but that reporting is dying yeah Anand has made that point yeah we should do more yeah, of those that, that one and the other one is you know like for example uh, a few weeks ago I think there was uh, IIT Hyderabad I guess who came up who have done some new research on genes or something like that so you know those kind of stories the good stories you know not, not just the bad ones even the good ones that's all all right. Um, Thank you, Dheeraj. Hari, how about you? Why did you subscribe and what can we do better? Hi, thanks for having me once again. Um, I started, I think, following News Laundry with uh, the Hafta and the I Agree interviews that you used to do ages ago, which was a really, really good refreshing change mm-hmm. um, in the kind of interviews that were done. So I'd like, I think it would be nice to have more of that kind of genre, but I'm assuming now that you're bigger, it's probably harder to get people to come and talk to you in that kind without right. figuring out that you're being sarcastic. I don't know. I felt like you got away with a lot of sarcasm at that point, um, which I find you might find difficult to do now. But I don't know, again. Uh, but those were the two interviews. Um, the I Agree and the Hafta were the two reasons I sort of started following News Laundry um, quite closely. And what you can change, again, is something, the app, which is something that everyone has been saying to you time and again. Uh, and I specifically say this because I sent the email I took a few months off before I renewed my subscription precisely because I was really annoyed with the app um, and and how it was hanging on me a lot of the time so it took me you know I, I don't know if there were other subscribers but it took me off news laundry for a few months before I realized I missed it too much so I had to come back to it um, in some sense 
And the other thing is the South Indian reporting, but I figured you're already doing quite a bit to improve that now. So yes, we're going to be. In fact, we have our one our desk editor. We have one who sits in Chennai, but we will also be getting a few reporters to be based out of there. Uh, that'll happen over the yep. next few months. You'll see. Yep, perfect. That'll be all that. And um, just before we get Jeff in, uh, thanks, Diraj, for your inputs. Just letting you know, and all of you listeners also, uh, once this migration is done, uh, the website will be stable. So all those OTP issues, many of you are facing, the OTP would not come or the login would fail. That will stop happening. But the design will be a stock design uh, of our CMS provider. Our customized design will only kick in in April. So while the website will be stable, it may not have the aesthetic that you're used to of News Laundry. That will happen by April. But we will still only go with a WAP. We will not go with a full-on app yet because the additional cost of like customized app for us was a little more. So I said, let's first stabilize the WAP and the design. And, uh, you know, through our social media, you can, you know, access all the content. And then the standalone app will come a little later. So just letting you guys know. Now, Jeff, how about you? Why did you subscribe and what would you like us to do better? Yeah, I think I uh, started subscribing uh, around four years ago. And uh, at that time, uh, there was no paywall. Hmm. Uh, but I subscribed anyway because I think in one of the episodes of Hafta, you talked about how expensive it was to run the newsroom. Hmm. And I think the very next day I subscribed. Wow. Good Samaritan. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. And for the areas of improvement, uh, no, no I, I don't have anything to say about that. All right. You gave me one input yesterday that in, in my responses, I should be a little more restrained and not sound like a bullying dick, which were the words I think you used. <laughs> or you didn't use those words. Did you use those words? Or was... No, no, no. Oh. I just said <laughs> you have to be a little more softer. Oh, okay. Softer. <laughs> I thought you said you're a bullying dick and you can fuck off. Okay. Sorry. No. I miss hurt. <laughs> okay, sure. Can I give a suggestion, uh, Abhinandan? Yeah. You seem to be really happy today. So before every hafta, can you just meet Deepika and then have the hafta? <laughs> Dude, if I could do that, I wouldn't land up on the hafta. I'd, I'd die and go to heaven. My purpose in life is served. So uh, like Manisha was uh, insisting, we'll start off with uh, Deepika's genuine visit. Oh, God. Tell us about it. Okay, and fine. Start with where you she's want. She's the least important in all of this that has happened. I think we can, since Rohan was there and we have a reporter. Oh, shit. Who's yeah, actually you were roughed up. Tell us, Rohan, what happened exactly? When did you go there? What happened? And tell us about the crowd. This is on you... Sunday night, right? Yeah. So, it's it's a fact and sometimes folks from JNU students particularly are unhappy to hear this, but they are very often complaining about the murder of democracy and on WhatsApp groups where you, you know, paying attention to what's happening on campus, there are calls daily for the media to come and report on something or the other. The registration fee issue has been on for quite a while now where basically um, uh, the students are opposed to registration happening for this coming semester because of a fee hike that they think disproportionately affects poor students and will make things more unequal on campus. So I think in the afternoon that day, we were already told that the previous two days, a couple of things had happened. Um, and democracy is being... A couple of things means people were trying well, to register and the left union were not letting them register. Correct. Well, for me, at least on Sunday afternoon, it was not yet clear what had happened. But you usually get a stream of things coming from JNU that we like don't always pay attention to. I think the city reporters do. Um, but uh, by afternoon, it started to be a little more apparent that something was going on by about three or four. Um, I think I got about 10 calls at this point, which is unusual for, for JNU. Um, we had heard that the left 
had possibly even been violent the previous two days in preventing folks from registering. Hmm. Um, but then more people were sending pictures of goons being on campus, of stones being chucked. And um, this is, by this time it was sundown. Uh, yeah, was so around, around seven. So yeah, we're, to, we're talking around seven when like the photos and videos are starting to come yeah. out. And so at about seven, I uh, asked a reporter to start making phone calls and figure out what's happening. And then I headed myself towards um, the campus. Um, I think I got there at around 8, 8.15, mm. Um I had to get off at the start of the road because very unusually it was barricaded. The road that um, abuts uh, JNU and is on the main gate, um, which is about a 1.7 kilometer road, the street lights were off on the entirety yeah. of the road, which was extremely unusual and quite the opposite of what you'd want to do if you right. want good policing because you, you want, want to be able lit. to see. Sure. Because the allegation was that outsiders are getting onto campus, JNU tends to have a choke point at the three gates. So I had to walk up to the main gate, um, presuming I'd pay attention to what's going on, do the usual thing where I speak to the people out there. The, a call had been put out by the student union for folks to gather at main gate, media as well as p people in support of the students. Um, so that's what I was expecting, a, a crowd of folks in support of the students. When I got there, what uh, the lights were completely off. You could get a little bit of illumination from the TV cameras. And it was India TV and Republic Bharat at that point only there. And there was a mob of at least 100 and over time even more middle-aged, I'd say, um, men clearly from the right wing, hmm. um, uh, many wearing saffron shawls and uh, slogans of Bharat Mata Ki Jai and Jai Shri Ram. Um, I took a few videos while I was standing. There's a bunch of riot cops as well, standing at the gate, preventing people from going in. And the demand of the crowd was to be let in. Of it this was mob. The right wing crowd there was asking to be let in so that they could go and save their compatriots inside. This was mm. what they were saying. Uh, I messaged, in fact, my colleague uh, right away saying I'm not going to do um, straightforward like voices right there because the situation already seemed fairly tense. Mm. Um, they were unhappy with people taking videos of them. They didn't. There were no phones up. Usually at a lot of these protests, you see phones up, you see people taking and posting. But here it was completely dark. It seemed very intentional, the space and what was happening. Uh, I stood by the gate for a little while and stood behind the police and took video and posted that. And then I noticed stuff happening towards the back. I think what I understand later happened was DYFI, which is a leftist um, organization, had arranged a, uh, a, a an ambulance, essentially, a first aid kit, um, which they go now to protests. Um, they had driven up to the gate to be let in, and these folks stopped it, um, got the folks inside the car to run away, and they took out the air from the from Thanks. the car. This is what I think was happening because I tried to move towards the back and pull out my camera to try and quietly take video of what was happening there. At which point, a mid-40s man uh, saw me in a, in a kutta and uh, a saffron shawl saw me and started yelling to everyone that this guy has a phone. Um, he's taking video. For what are you taking video? I was surrounded by people there. Um, and I was insisting that I'm a journalist that did not help. Mm. Um, they said, oh, you're a communist. They called me Naxalwa. They said, you're sending this to your friends inside. They were demanding my phone to delete whatever I had on there. Mm. I actually didn't manage to capture anything. It was too dark. And then I pulled out my wallet to show them my press card, which again, didn't help much. And at this point I was surrounded and they started shoving me from every side. And then I had a blow to the back of my head. Uh, my sense is at that point, even one of them realized that it can't go out of hand. But 
The cops were standing about eight meters away, not not and far did nothing. And did nothing. They were standing at the gate, looking at what was happening. Um, I managed to, thankfully, because of my size, push my mm. way away and run back towards the cops. They were still standing there and yelling at me, mm. but I was standing at least by the cops, who were still not doing anything. And then I proceeded over the course of the next hour to stay there, and um, every journalist who turned up who may have looked like they were not with this right-wing mob was uh, threatened, some were pushed around, anytime someone opened a camera, a couple had to run away, NDTV could not be there, hmm. um, and at no point were the police intervening. The um, Ajtak reporter who was giving his bite and piece to camera where he simply said that the law and order situation is getting out of hand, the moment he said that, his camera was snatched, he was thrashed, he fell down, he ran and he was chased, and they were... Nasty abuses being hurled at him, which I mean, Veena, our reporter, was also there. She sent us a video of that, where they are saying that Maro Sale ko aage bolna paaye doara kabi kuch. There was a clear kind and of. Also, our managing editor Raman landed up at Ames. Mm. Uh, his years of investigative journalism gave him this idea because he was in Delhi. He said, "I'll go to Ames," and he was taking videos. And he is a fairly elderly-looking gentleman. And he was saying the guys there were not students. There were these, like Rohan is saying, mid 30s to mid 40s jats who was saying, "Ah, tu ye kar rahe hain, tau." You know, like they were intimidating. Abey ye when any politician came in, they said, "Arey ko tere kaise aa gaye? Inko nikalo yahan se." It was like out of control. A lot I, of them were drunk, also. Raman said that they were. It seemed like it certainly. The ones at Ames were. Raman told us that yeah. they were. They were trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, uh, very oddly, it was so dark that it was impossible to figure out what was going on. I think a bunch of students responding to the JNU uh, student union call had turned up, and even they were scared. So what happened then is the alumni and the folks coming to support moved to the West Gate, hmm. and they gathered there because it was clear that if a bunch of like left or left leaning or even just supportive of the students. folks had turned up there it would have been a confrontation which is possibly what the mob wanted um so they gathered there in numbers and then did a march down by the time the march got to the to the north gate which is at 11 o'clock or so now um the lights had been turned on and these folks had left yeah um so yeah so that's how it unfolded uh let me start with anand and then we can go on to the rest of the panel and our subscribers anand uh, did you see the coverage of this what do you make of it do you think the allegations that only the injuries of the left students have been shown is valid or any other insight or opinion that you want to share about what you saw see uh, again predictably it's a contested terrain of claims counter claims and oversupply of first hand accounts so mix of all this so i think uh, a certain degree of certitude is required uh, for what to protest against so what to protest against is violence and uh, is violence and that, that is the only certainty that we have now that violence occurred now uh, i'm not going into the facts of it because i don't have any graphs over any first hand narratives or what happened there what i am seeing is only through media and there are various claims and counter claims uh, my uh, just as a person who has spent a lot of his time in university campus and has been teaching students from university campus many from jnu also du also what i think is that how students and campus is defined is problematic uh many students both in jnu or du or any other university are not public spirited they have nothing to do with left or right wing politics 
they are just uh, matter of fact and uh, practical persons who study to get through an examination to get a job, mostly aspire for government jobs. And anything that disrupts that, I think, is problematic. And uh, uh, even you would be surprised to know that many students in JNU don't live in JNU. So from them, they must not be, this must not be a problem. Many students live in surrounding areas. Many who live in hostels, they just want uh, to study. And even uh, a loss of one year is costly for them, perhaps more costly than a, um, say, fee hike. So if they want to uh, complete a course within the specified time, anything that uh, stops that, whether it is right wing or left wing, I think I was one of them who didn't care about uh, university politics, so I am more empathetic to people who had nothing to do with it and just were caught in the crossfire. So uh, first is this. Second is what is the news value of this event if, you, we, uh, if it is not clubbed with the larger national political narrative? It's a, a class between two rival student groups belonging to different ideological affiliations and by extension political camps. So uh, these kinds of classes, say like in, uh, I obviously I will give example from where I am, like in December, there were classes in Patna University between the student groups, violent classes. So um, I think it, didn't, it must not have made any national use. So uh, it was basically seems a class between two student groups. I now, uh, it has been clubbed with many things, others, which happened earlier and which happened long. So that's why it's uh, news value is. So uh, there are people like, uh, came across who questioned this news value. I think uh, uh, at the first sight it may not have, but it has been clubbed with many others, so it can have a news value, a national news value. Um, yeah, I'll just move on to Manisha and um, then we want to get our subscribers in. What is your reading of it, Manisha? So I think how Anand has described it as a clash between two uh, students of very different ideologies, is this is what a lot of journalists have done and I think that's a bit of a misreading of what happened. I do think the third and so how it all started was fee registration. Left was not allowing registration. So the administration said, okay, if you're not going to allow us physical registration, we'll you can do it online. What the left students did, they went to the server, they kind of vandalized it, they switched off the Wi-Fi and said, online registration, we can't do it. Because of this, on the third and fourth, there were clashes between JNU and left, where the left was also violent. Though we don't have complete video proof of it, but there's a video of Aishi running, you know, mm. asking a mob to sort of charge towards the hostels, being said that she, they were charging at Periyar to beat up these mm. ABVP guys. That has to be investigated. And there's also a video of an ABVP guy slapping an ISA guy. So these were campus clashes between third and fourth. That should have been checked by the VC there and then because you knew the situation was becoming volatile. Now, on fifth afternoon, there's a report... There, this is what our reporters have gathered, speaking to numerous students, many of whom aren't politically affiliated. Said that on the fourth afternoon, uh, on the fifth afternoon, there were clashes between uh, left and right again, where the left students stormed into their hostels. Now, by fifth evening, things change. Between from it being a campus scuffle, it turns into men from outside entering the campus in a criminal conspiracy, 
which is not just a clash between two students but a organized sort of an event hmm. so you have to look at these two things separately clash between the two ideologically opposed political parties within a campus and a mob attack of men from outside entering of the street lights being switched off of the delhi police not being called in when they should have been called in between 6 to 8 pm that's when the violence ensued where outsiders came in and of course of the mob quietly i mean there are videos of the mob quietly walking back walking to their back, houses yeah, wherever they came from so yeah. you have to look at it too i'm not saying that uh, it's not a clash and i'm sure that this also happens in a lot of colleges ki do pitaiyon ki to chalo bahar se bula ke ab peette hain inko so this mm. does happen but police involved uh, vc involved street lights being switched off mm. this is beyond what yeah, you call a campus also, i think for everything else the police culpability and involvement in this is so clear and i think the police is doing a disservice to themselves and we'll discuss kanaya kumar's speech after this we've come to a stage where actually like earlier it was just people who are little more empowered or privileged were no longer scared of cops you know i have seen people backchat the cops i really don't give a fuck if a cop stops me anymore i i i make sure i show him disrespect and not respect it's happening at a university level college students really shit scared of cops now they're not they turn to fuck off to their face and i actually think it's worrying but it's the only way to to kind of correct this i think the cops should be treated like shit the state backing of these all these goons and stuff i think there's time we coined a new term new terminology for our reporting for our things mm. which is i think bagwa shirts because bagwa this, shirts. yeah mm. this is what it's like borrowing from brown shirts these aren't just lumpen elements going and beating up students they have backing state backing they have ideological backing that's why they're going there Yeah. So, so this is organized and one point i'd like to make is in much of the reporting this protest of the students left affiliated students who are trying to stop the registration process somehow being seen as like a criminal act it is not it's a very legitimate protest you block buildings you try to disrupt public officials okay, Rao, Rao, yeah as long that. as there's no violence it's a pretty hmm. legitimate it's form of protest standard. and people actually who try to break that strike break that protest in more civilized Uh, societies are called scabs hmm. so people who we call like they are not put politically neutral unko sirf padhai se matlab hai and all that that hmm. is not that, that's the idea if you are going against that idea of solidarity 40% of your uh, students who can't afford to have that pay uh, hmm. can't afford to have that fee hi- pay that fee hike hmm. they are going to lose out and you don't care that is that is i mean that's terrible it doesn't show you in a good light that you are you don't care about that and you're going to file your registration and whatever yeah i'd like yeah. to echo um, manisha a little bit here in separating the two things also one i think meraj is is accurate here where we are are the language that we use in criticizing even a student protest a genu is complicated but it these are two different things even if we have to say that okay clashes on campus are a different kind of story to me certainly because i can say with my own eyes what i saw and with the bump on my head what i know is that it is a law and order question also it is a question of what the police were doing that morning i sat in a little park in in defense colony where a few young folks had decided that they wanted a citizens gathering not even a protest yeah. sit in the park and uh, and talk about the citizenship act and before anyone had gotten there there were five policemen there with lathis mm. i have never seen lathis in defense colony before mm. 
and through they tried to discourage them from speaking they told them they could not have um, placards eventually the SHO was pretty uh, understanding of it and allowed things to happen in fact did a good job of preventing people from disrupting hmm. but the conversations around there like don't turn deaf call into shaheen bagh we can't let this sort of thing happen it clearly uh, suggested to me a that people are un they're not used to the idea that people are allowed to protest where they would like to mm. to talk about what they wish to and also that if the cops wanted to be intimidating and prevent things from happening they can do it yeah. so to me yes sure we can discuss maybe jnu separately but what was happening outside at that gate is a law and order situation that mob if they wanted to do something else mm. they had the impunity to yeah the cops and th- yeah. the cops are standing there doing nothing in the capital what, what let me start with jeff what do you think jeff you've been watching this uh, do you th- do you think you are getting an accurate picture of all that you consume in the media uh, or is it just too much noise and no clarity i mean uh in my case uh i would just uh you know ignore whatever the right uh, right wing says that's it uh in this uh, in these kind of issues and uh, then we'll get clear cl- clarity on it uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> and I, i just have a question regarding this hmm. i mean i mean i have a theory regarding this that i, I think uh the top uh, finance minister and the foreign minister condemner what happened at jnu so can we conclude that maybe people at the top levels of the bjp or the bjp in general was not total involved in this at all well uh, no just a condemnation doesn't mean jack and it was a very wishy-washy condemnation yeah it also. wasn't yeah i think condemnation sab karte hain they condemn but then, riots uh, the external affairs minister also said that in my time there was no tukde tukde gang uh, that was yep. later in an so, answer to yeah. a question I, i think they left enough ambiguity in the condemnation to to address it hey, but without even mean? attributing it even to any single person and again uh, again to me there are two different things one is talking about things happening on campus and then the law and order situation right they're not talking about a mob or the masked men they're just like okay there shouldn't be violence on a campus which yeah. is yeah and also i mean kanhaiya kumar retort to jayashankar was that uh, in your time there was also not a tukde tukde government so no. uh, so dheera also i think sorry. the who are the people who are speaking out if they are I mean Jayesh, Nirmala Sitaraman for example she wasn't even invited to, all to meet with economists on the financial discussing ministry, economy yeah. and the finance minister is not in, yeah, invited so yeah and i do think there was too much a monkey balancing happening and saying wah wah they've spoken up anyway dheeraj what is your do you get any clarity when you consume the news or of what happened there or is it just all over the place you know i mean i, I wasn't i wasn't exactly involved in student politics but i knew people who were when i was back in college so you know i think where was this one of the first things that where was this neeraj college uh, this was back in mysore so you know uh, back in mysore we, um, my college was the only one which actually had a union and stuff like that so i've seen that up close and personal but uh i think one of the things that happened in jnu was people from outside came and did something and even if even if i had sympathies with the bjp i would say that you know that's not acceptable because you know there there is always a group which is stronger or not stronger but you cannot get people from outside that's the first thing the second thing is that it seems like you know this government if i have sympathy with mr modi but i think he's getting this thing what what do you call hubris of the sort because uh, this is exactly the same thing that's hap- uh, that happened back in 13 with the uh, UPA government yeah. so it does seem like these guys are uh, 
sort of getting power drunk or something like that and not really doing something the third thing is that you know i am really interested where this protest is going to go is it you know if there is a protester listening to this podcast i would actually say that you know guys now move on go into the economy side of it force this government use this protest to do something on that sort and as far as the coverage goes you know i i i only read news laundry and indian express so you know for me they uh, i've seen that the coverage has been really good on both sides you guys have been very much into the student politics and i've actually i i, I loved that whatsapp uh, article that you guys did it was hmm. just quite brilliant thank you but might i also encourage you to subscribe to scroll a little nudge Yeah. Let's let's be civil. <laughs> well, to our core subscribers who also have do the but the but scroll does fantastic ground reporting. In fact, they used to do a lot of ground reporting um f- from way before when you know when they had just started, I think. Yeah. Your main thing was ground reporting. Uh and how about you Hari? What do you make of what you've been seeing? Uh I I mean there's there's a couple of things to this one is that for the last few weeks I've tried to watch more of the regional news that comes from Kerala for a couple of reasons um one is that I mean I watched the NDTV coverage that that was on it but also because I've noticed that um it's especially since the Jamia and AMU incidents they've because a lot of these students that are involved in the attacks seem to be from Kerala for some reason so i've noticed that the channels in kerala tend to try and bring in somebody who is actively involved in the protests that are happening so it's been quite um, interesting then because of you know because you get to hear some of the opinions that you know that are coming in directly from people who have been involved yeah in, in fact even one of the girls who, who was also... even even one of the girls who was Sorry? evicted even one of the girls who was protesting at lajpat nagar is from kerala who yeah, was evicted yeah, yeah. originally from kerala but born and brought up in delhi yeah okay yeah sorry go ahead um, and i have like even friends of mine who haven't actively like when you know back from my college in bombay when we were in tis i know friends of mine who weren't then actively involved in any political party uh, like my, i myself wasn't uh, but now they've obviously started come out in bigger numbers and a lot of them were there in jnu or around jnu when these things were happening so even before the coverage had gotten out like a couple of my friends some of, some of my good friends had messaged me saying we were near jnu and it was very scary what was happening and you know that the lights were switched off and they saw the cops were sitting in the cars and not you know reacting to anything and you know things like rohan rohan was saying right now um and and things like that so i mean a lot of what i know from the incidents in the last week come from sort of narratives that my friends have told me and from regional media um and from what ndtv and news laundry and scroll have shown but um i mean so yeah i think they did a good job but i haven't checked of any of the other ones so i wouldn't so uh you know just from the coverage that i've seen uh yesterday even times and stuff like the way they try to spin it like today they are saying that smriti takes principal stands gives it back to um you know deepika like as if it was just before we started right now and what principal stand she's taken and she's given it off to deepika uh what you know what hubris i think i find it so similar um the amit shah modi responses and the government responses to the sibbal chidambaram responses the placard that i thought was was ki kash modi ji college gaye hote to hamare sath khade hote or something like that i think it is kash modi ji college gaye hote to unko pata chalta ki college politics kya hoti hai especially from du you know if you used to gujarat and i have in whatever the 95 or 96 election that um you know when vaghela had switched to congress 96. 96 that time i had been sent to 12 days in ahmedabad fucking boring as fuck there is no pretty non veg food also and those days used to be paper ballots so it's not like i could go one day and come back the next over 
it was really had to see 12 days there uh and dry one thing was clear was that there's a you know that aggression of delhi and haryana and punjab is not there there if you tell a college student shut up and sit he'll shut up and sit he will not say tu idhar main tujhe shut up sit karata hu these guys have no idea like did you see the delhi college delhi university march of students yesterday i mean i saw some <coughs> visuals why it's huge yeah like do you basically do is full of people just waiting for something so that they can get into a fight ladki ko chhed diya chalo gaadi khadi kar rahi thi chalo bloody if you give them a cause like this they'll be most excited didn't modi also study in du <laughs> he claims well, but although <laughs> none of his classmates or teachers have come about i mean imagine if tomorrow i were to say that i went to a school and in 5 years no one could find any of my classmates people would wonder at my claim but modi ji's claims are i don't know what happened maybe all his classmates went for a morning morning walk <laughs> it certainly uh, seems like a, a if if it was planned uh, a miscalculation because they've been trying from the very start with the citizenship act protests as well to make it a muslim thing hmm. and it has become a student thing yeah. and that's a very that's a different yeah. ball game absolutely exactly. which is why in that speech amit shah said that uh, maliya jamaliya wamaliya whatever that that he's used this as a second time the three muslim names and that afzal ka another of the mps did that whole typical even to create to create maybe at the most you want to single out jnu but uh, the solidarity from campuses around the country, around the country. it's but just instinctive uh, deepika shows up not because of citizenship act or even the registration fee it's the attack on students right I that see. allows a broader base to come out and say this is wrong so in a way it's tactically if if it were planned and uh, there is a lot of debate on this but it it seems like a miscalculation at the very least so yes, even people who were reluctant to say this when jamia had come like what's his name pyar ka panchnama kartik arya like what is kartik arya said said uh, shouldn't attack students while oh, some students i think that's bad. what's happened actually that when you see visuals of that aishi ghosh sir fatawai bleeding most people are not maybe even reacting to caa or fee exactly. protest exactly they don't even they're know just that. like dude how can you hit a student like i mean how can you allow such violence to happen and let men enter and just beat up students and get out so i think this is yeah this is really bad this is now and here it's the human story the nrc yeah. and that will happen yeah, and there's a bureaucracy yeah. story that's is, the biggest difference right it's there, also yeah. the the clash between the standard complaint of the middle class that we shouldn't allow politics in our campuses but i think just like there has been some delegitimizing of institutions like uh, the supreme court or uh, the police in terms of believing those are politically influenced people are starting to see that these aren't just clashes on campus it is violence being perpetrated on students and so you can come out in defense of the students right. um, rather than see by the way if any of you want to come in with a comment just you know give me a audio cue i'll i'll come to you because otherwise yes yes i want to say something yes yeah Yes, uh, two three points. First uh, is about the policing. So you see, people want tough policing. Uh, means Indian mass psychology is that they want tough policing because of the incompatibility index about law enforcement is so high that any flash of tough policing they like uh, in mob control or violence control or what. now about the university entry of police now a, a, with my limited knowledge of the law regarding it and if the more legally aware listeners may correct me now there is a section 48 47 also or crpc 
47-48, which empowers police to enter any place, any place in India without requiring any permission. And the understanding between university and the local police station would be uh, overruled if it contradicts the requirement of CRPC in a particular uh, situation. Uh, I think the JNU situation was like that. So uh, the police should have uh, acted on basis of CRPC and not with the university administration, what was uh, their message or what. So I think uh, in a communication or whatever directives, they uh, lacked that. And uh, uh, also because of the precedent of the Jamia, though there was a slight difference where they were changing some protesters there. And here they were seeing the violent mob right in front. So I think that was uh, second is uh, regarding uh, this. There are two bogus theories regarding GNU that one, they are uh, stay intellectually superior, and second, they are inferior. Both are bogus theories. They are just like students, like you were, and like I was, or anyway. So they are neither, uh, neither superior intellectually to anyone or inferior. They and they have different persuasions. Uh, uh, just because. It has a history. I would not go into it. It has a long history. Why the university is so uh, what it is in terms of their political leanings, uh, but just because uh, a certain polit a student outfit is like uh, say inclined to something, does not mean that you plan genuine students like this or that. Uh, there is no cause for vilification. There is no uh, cause for their glorification. That, that's it. Okay. Uh, any of our subscribers want to come in before we move on to Deepika's uh, presence there and, and Kanhaiya's speech, which we shall discuss, which is a hilarious speech. And I think the biggest problem that Modi has with Kanhaiya is that Kanhaiya is an amazing orator and Modi is an amazing orator. And I think that's that's why he has this beef with Kanhaiya. Kanhaiya is the sort of son of the soil Kind of a person, yeah. yeah. Although I have some problem with this speech, which I think is a problem with genu types. Anand may disagree with me that I'm painting them as types, but I think there is something. But uh, Hari uh, 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 Jeff, um, Dheeraj, yeah. if you want to come in before we yeah. move on. Yeah, uh, just one question. Uh, when it comes to the hostile fees hike, uh, the left wing and the right wing, are they united in it or only the left wing is fighting for it? No, they started as like they both were protesting against it. But once this admission thing started, mm -hmm. so the right kind of moved away. They said, let us see that. Now it's loan. become one big tangle. Now, when Manja ulat jata hai. So, what is the CAA? What is, you know, anti fee hike? It's just become one gutcha. On paper, the right in on campus is still opposed to it, but they're not in favor of preventing people from yeah. registering. Yeah. The current fight was actually not. Uh, so, ABVP also rallied against the fee hike, but the current fight was. Allow students to register. Those who want to register should be able to register. That's what the right said, ABVP said. Left said ki no one will register. We'll switch off the Wi-Fi, which I think is wrong. I think they were wrong there. Yeah, and also uh, I think mm, the okay. one person who comes out looking the worst is the VC. Clearly the VC is 
like completely he's nuts he should not be anywhere near education <laughs> but yeah uh, 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 gentlemen before we move on if uh, yeah if i if i may come in this is hari here i just quickly wanted to make a comment and i had a um, a question of sorts uh, i wanted to mention that i really liked ravish kumar sort of thing that he did on stephens after so he did a prime time like a 24 minutes uh, thing after stephens students had come out which is really very well done piece i thought mm. um, and i had a bit of a question it's a, it's a bit of a disagreement with some something that somebody mentioned here already which is that the movement should now move on to uh, looking at the question of economic um policy of the government and and everything and i was wondering if the panel sort of agrees with that or 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 if they think that it's going to dilute sort of the uh, yeah the the momentum that exists in some sense yeah let me just go first on that uh, one is i think uh, that should not happen because then it becomes too the too many things like when you look at the economic state of the nation there are too many things involved and if you want to keep the movement intact mm. one has to make it more focused rather than wider and which is what my biggest criticism of kanhaiya kumar's speech is i heard the full speech he speaks very well it has he's a stand up comic like he is basically kunal kamra and baba ramdev and modi rolled into one cuz you know even modi and baba ramdev the other i would throw in there yadav as well so he's but in his speech he was talking about caa ki hum to nahi karenge hum aap he really gave it off to modi if modi and amitsha are watching that speech they must be feeling really bad but he brought in air india privatization wo kyu privatize karoge railway privatization bsnl it just became a completely communist ideological a, a part of it not all of it and when you do that it puts off people like i see no reason why air india shouldn't be privatized i don't think there should be a state carry air india and from praful patel to every aviation minister has proved that they use it like their personal aircraft so i think to and there'll be like just like the janlokpal movement when prashant bhushan suddenly piped up with what should happen to kashmir and everybody else was trying to do damage control because that would be the end of the movement because not everybody agrees on that here what everybody agrees on is you cannot use the state for violence and ca and nrc is not acceptable i would say it should be limited to that and if you force amit shah to do a roll back it'll be enough of a slap on their face to weaken them that's my view uh, rohan meraj if i may have a quick follow up um, i was i mean i agree with what abhinandan is saying in the sense that i don't think it should be too broad um, or narrow uh, but but then the other the other end of that question becomes then is like who sets the agenda and where do you draw these lines because i remember when we were organizing like a protest immediately in the last week of december um after the first sort of nrc uh, ca protest started in india we were doing this like in dublin and there were people from india who were coming and talking to us and they agreed that there was not enough clarity on the caa as a bill itself whereas i would think that kashmir should be brought in very much as 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 much as an issue as um with the nrc and ca protests in some sense so i don't know like it's it's a big, it's a question for me about where those lines are to be drawn and who sets the agenda in that sense Does that hmm. make sense okay yeah sure it makes sense uh, anand anand you were saying no what i was saying about kanhaiya is that when he comes to genu or in delhi he becomes the alter ego of karl marx but in bihar the communists are uh, if you see is avatar in bihar he is ready to compromise anything for his political ascent and uh, though i very opposed to left ideology but i am uh, speaking from their standpoint now in, in bihar he was ready to take support though he didn't get 
from RJDU, uh, uh, now one of the very popular student uh, communist leaders from JNU, Chan Sekhar, was uh, killed uh, by the henchmen of RJD MP Muhammad Shahbuddin. And uh, he was also, uh, in fact, he shared a stage with Papu Yadav, uh, who is from an, another party, who has been a who has been accused of uh, killing uh, left leader uh, Ajit Sarkar in Purnia. So uh, all this uh, left rhetorics, communist rhetorics of Mr. Kumar is uh, for uh, genuine consumption and not for his political ambitions in behalf. Yeah. So when I saw his speech, I don't, I didn't find it too left. I do think that Kanaya gets aspirations. I think he's cunning that way because when he spoke, he spoke about, you know, he stressed on "hum bhi English bolenge" or "hum American accent mein bolenge," "hum English accent mein bolenge." So you know, I think I maybe it's a compulsion to sort of say "maro some left whatever," you know, pay some tokenism. But I think he's a, I think he's a cunning politician who gets aspirations. I would prefer that he forms his own party or figures another political... Because I, I don't see him as a fit in the Communist Party of India. However, I do think like if he could broad-based, I don't think any of that communist rhetoric, which is anti-capitalist, anti-America, is going to stick anymore. But what you could do is have a left movement for the capitalist age. If he can broad-base it to... I mean, no one wants factories to be shut down, but there will be a lot of people who will support you when you talk about regulations and factories... Uh, of having factories um, adhere to certain standards and demands in terms of working conditions. So maybe he could broad base it to, you know, that sort of rhetoric. But yeah, I agree with you. Like uh, stuff that is the JNU type of communism has no takers really. And I really liked how he <laughs> took on Jaisha. You know, I, I like mm. how he twisted the whole merit argument where he's like, hum thodi na hai. Hum khud matlab, hum... and he brings in this sob story exam. of his mother ki meri kamati hai, khud se kari, khud se ye kara, which all may be true, but he knows how to pull those strings and then saying that... He's learned from the best, Modi ji. Delhi police, I love... Uh, what did he say about the Delhi police? Andar ki baat hai, Delhi police. Police So... A friend of mine was actually at the HRD ministry and she was like, the cops were laughing. So, I mean, he does reach out to... No, she's a fantastic speaker. No and I do that. think that if you want... I think if you want to give... If you want a counter to the Modi, Shah, Gujarati, right-wing sort of popularity, it'll have to be a Bihari who'll have to do it. <laughs> because uh, I just think it has to be uh, a Hindi welter who'll, who'll uh, maybe take the politics away a little from identity back to issues uh, and SP and JDU and all are too discredited too. You need a new and one. they're corrupt and they've indulged in criminal practices themselves so there is a space for like a new sort of Hindi belt politics a rural AAP yeah yeah someone was saying subscriber please identify yourself and proceed uh uh, Deeraj here. So I was the one who actually made the point about it moving on to economies. What what I was actually trying to say is that, you know, the, the you have got a movement, you have got momentum, you have got issues in India. So you know, right now it's a single point issue is is ACA. Now you know it's 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 okay that you know you have uh, the see, we need to understand that the government, whatever you may say, has no opposition, but it is kind. Of listening to to the protest now the protest the reason I I believe that the protest has become a little more broad is because there are other issues you know when, when one of the biggest things that is coming out of the protest is that you know the protest is being used by the government 
to forget about the economic uh, issues, to forget right. about the farmer distress, to forget about the other uh, problems. That is why I was trying to say that, you know, they should move on, they should have a little more of an agenda of, you know, some other points, uh, other issues that is, uh, you know, plaguing the country. For example, in one of the, I think it was a Shaheen Bagh thing that Manisha did where, you know, there was this guy, why CAA, why not PAA, why not uh, the, why not have a, have something to do with the politicians, you know, they should have, uh, there should be a criteria. NRE, he wanted politi- national resistance for employment. So, so I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, the reason I, there needs to be a broadened spectrum is because, look, if Amit Shah comes back from the NRC, then this protest is going to die down and there's nothing to control the government for the next four years. The people will have to come up with other issues, will have to make the government realize because this government seems to be only listening to protest and nothing else. That 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 was what I was trying to make. I see, get that. Uh, the other thing was, you know, uh, uh, talking about the police, you know, unless and until the police is independent, you this is expected you know you you cannot do anything about it and if the police becomes independent well then you know there's a lot of things that we have to do in our governance so that you know that independence is is not misused but i have but i have a question to uh, everybody in the panel uh, with rela- relating to the citizenship itself uh, is everybody over here aware that you know in india citizenship is not by birth but it's by descent for uh, sorry not descent uh, ancestry of the, yeah, yeah. Uh, big, I think there are only yeah, big, actually, big, think... because it makes a very big difference uh, when it's by ancestry and not by birth because you know if it's by birth then the whole what? CAA thing is more or less rubbish yeah actually I think the only country in all of Asia which has citizenship by birth is Pakistan yeah you're born there you're a citizen well, in India was uh, to some extent uh, used solely as they say um, until until the late mm. 80s and the early 90s and then it's really the 2003 citizenship amendment by the Vajpayee yeah. government yeah, that changes this that redefines Indian citizens but the Constituent Assembly debates this quite a bit and it's it's why the first Citizenship Act only comes in 1955 well after um, mm. India has been independent for a while uh, debating this question exactly So you can check out season 2 uh, our episode on citizenship in detail What is a citizen how do you become uh, a citizen? Yeah. What are your responsibilities and duties? I have a response to Dheeraj's uh, question from earlier about the movement. I mean, it's not for me, I think, broadly as an analyst, for me to say where the movement should go. Uh, but as someone who pays attention to politics, it's interesting how this will develop. So uh, a lot of people do believe that it ought to become broader. It needs to go beyond, say, a single point. The fact is that, one, it's automatically being put into the same place, right? Deepika is being seen as in support of CAA or CAA protests, anti-CAA protests, even though it had nothing to do with that. It was JNU, it was fee hike and students, etc., right? Uh, but I think the bigger question is really this uh, for the movement. One, the idea that it needs to be broad-based. There have been arguments that the the Nirbhaya protests were not really about only crimes against women. They're also against the UPA in general and unhappiness. Hmm. At the same time, we're coming with these protests. They're, they're turning up not more than seven or eight months after a giant victory in Lok Sabha elections for the government. Hmm. Um, uh, people who study protests will say that unless there is a very clear um, aim or a thing that you'd like to see, it generally peters out, yes, whether absolutely. that's the Gilets Jeunes in France, whether it's Occupy in, in America, they tend to peter out unless they become grounds for new politics to emerge. But in the sense, momentum does not go anywhere by broad-basing it in some ways. 
And it's useful to point out, this is something I had to be reminded when I was writing about this, that these are not the first large-scale protests against Modi. Um, but, you know, farmer protests happen every year. Mm-hmm. And in major ways, the long march last year was re- tremendous. But without, a, like, those were about the economy, those were about agricultural distress. But without, you know, exactly something specific in terms of an outcome, often the momentum of protests can peter out. So, so a lot of people would suggest that, A, keep the idea of rolling back Citizenship Act as a very clear agenda, it is in some ways mimicking what happened in 2014 and 15 when land acquisition was the thing Modi was pushing and did roll back on. We forget that there was a very early policy move that they had to step back from because so of popular protest. They it happened back. before, and because the, the the demand was specific, roll back the then ordinance of land acquisition. So it, same thing happened with the SCST Act also. True, although that was a Supreme yeah. Court thing. No, but, different, but yeah. what he said about uh, the farmers protesting and nothing is happening, that's a, actually a, an argument against taking this movement to the economic front. Because the economy has been do- dominating the discourse, especially in the media, the middle class, since demonetization. They still won election with a huge majority. So you can't take the argument there because you are not winning it there. They're right. winning it. On this? Yes. Another point is, for Muslims especially, they can't afford to do that. Because this is not about economy it's for them. This is about is an exi- you- existential threat yeah. as a people. And what you are saying about uh, Kanaya's speech, whether it should be broadened to like communist talking points and all that, I think maybe even if it doesn't make strategic sense in the immediate term, but that is if you are believing in that ideology, that is what you have to do. Every shade of left opinion from socialism, democratic socialism, far left even, that is the whole idea that the, all these things are connected. That is why you have the idea of solidarity, idea of intersectionality. Hmm. So you can't silo these things. Okay, this is about this thing. This is about this thing. Privatization is not linked to the economic problems of the people or the poverty or the fee hack in Jainu. Mm-hmm. So I think if you believe in that, I, am, I think he does. Though even though Anand disagrees <laughs> for so political sh- reasons. So, so you think he should say that? He should, yeah. I mean, okay. what? Is, otherwise, he is just another ideology-less politician like Shashi Tharoor kind of a person who says one thing But I think I had recommended this talk earlier um, and I also uh, you know talked from you know having been a part of designing two campaigns one is the Jan Lokpal campaign one is the Ghusko Ghusa drive against bribes and both we were successful in one sense we managed to get the UPA government to withdraw the amendments where the file notings this was in 2006 when uh, we got Euphoria Palash was a friend of mine then we got them to perform at Jantar Mantar, Karunaji came, Nikhil came, of course, Arvindan Gang were there. It's basically this professor, I forget his name, he has studied revolutions from around the world. And he has come to four things that make a revolution successful. One is, it has to have a specific demand, which is pass this bill, roll back this act. There has to be a specific demand. Two, it has to have a call to action, like Arvind's was Bijli ka bil jalao, or RTI file karo. Right? There has to be a call to action or come here and sing a bhajan. You have to be asked to do something. There's a specific call to action. It has to have a mascot. It was Anna, you know, for Jan Lokpal. You know, there were a whole bunch of them for the RTI movement. And there have to be influencers, you know, which is Swarabhaskar or Deepika. These four things are necessary. So there is a specific demand. So that specific demand cannot be diluted. If that specific demand becomes a general demand of you know, be more inclusive, then I think it's gone. If you look at all this, Ram Mandir was an excellent revolution. It was a perfect revolution. Perfect. 
very clear in no, the I mean, had all four <coughs> things all four things it's a, yeah. it's i think it's a 25 minute talk i highly recommend you go check it out online i do think that though uh, yeah i agree with you where you say that you shouldn't broad base it but it's also true that most successful protests we've had over the past 10 years was one was nirbhaya where there was a violence against women was just generic it wasn't a it was just a feeling that everyone felt it lot there was it a, a, a lot which Yeah, but it, it motivated people from all over who yeah, just felt absolutely. that there was and corruption also. And there was a response. And corruption because everyone faces corruption. I do think the CA NRC protests need to broad base themselves beyond like the constitutionality aspect and the Muslim aspect to how terrible the Indian bureaucracy is. I think it's CA plus NRC is just pathetic and deadly and and the disaster waiting to happen. But I think many Hindus at least and most of the people. don't really care what happened in assam or they don't really care about muslims also being disenfranchised or they don't really believe that that's actually going to happen but all of them understand how terrible bureaucracy is and how they can screw you over whether passport offices or state banks or just dealing with the public office so mm. i mean i had a terrible time renewing my passport so when such a thing <laughs> no and that's why i just i feel really deeply for this because i know what paperwork can do to you you know hmm. uh, my genuine sense is that this is also why there is some solidarity some silent yeah. solidarity government the bjp has been very good at othering uh, kashmiris they've been good at othering bangladeshi immigrants but when it comes to even your neighbor who's muslim maybe i think uh, there is the sense that bureaucracy is callous it is faceless it will do things to you even if you you don't deserve it and that's where okay. the bjp has i want more yeah. on the next subject mm-hmm. and i want to start off with a question yeah. to Okay, I want to say something. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah. So uh, about the movement, first uh, revolution is a very loaded word for this. Yeah. Uh, protest, agitation is the word for it. Revolution means something very fundamental change. So hmm. I I don't subscribe to that use of the word for in this context. Second is that uh, people then say uh, if you are agitating or you are carrying a movement, you define this. So I think uh, uh, Sir Ivor Jennings said that in democracy, everything is said in name of people, but the battle is uh, who the people are. So uh, now people, as uh, you were discussing, are very broad based and. Uh, a uh, lot of them uh, have different sources of information and this information of about ca a uh, lot of them uh, find no objection to it but uh, i think as manisha was pointing out their their uh, fears are more uh, linked to the history of inefficient bureaucracy or uh, their experiences in government offices or standing in queues to get the uh, queues to get work done now as a fisher what the government can do is simplify it to a very uh, say very rudimentary document or even no document some other way of identification that would be the fisher if it is the very stuck to the ego of carrying this forward uh that also depends on its calculation of when this this protests are going to be a political liability if it, doesn't see it as a political liability then uh, it can carry on with whatever it is doing true okay so um uh, to to add to that uh, or gosen gupta who uh, heads uh, vidhi center which does a lot of drafting of laws for the government um uh, had a, has an op-ed in the times of india yesterday i think times or the express um essentially saying this will either have to be so broad that it will achieve nothing simplified to the extent that anand is saying 
or so specific that it will be callous. So it's it's almost impossible to keep this law for it to achieve anything, whether it is uh, whether insidious or not. For it to achieve something, it has to either be callous or so broad as to be meaningless. Mm. I think that's the idea. You have to have one big idea around which you sort of mobilize people, but your demands have to be more broad. I mean, like you were saying about the professor, these four things. Mm. The most important revolution in the last century, I think, has been what we know as the neoliberal Mm. revolution there was no masket there was no violence there was no nothing it just took over the world without anything invisibly but I, that wasn't so radical because the idea was that big idea was there one big idea it affected everything every section of the society but that big idea what was his name well, Frederick Hayek's big idea a market is the society yeah but I think when you said there was no violence it, the violence was so big no 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 you, in the that, sense like, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. Yes, like, yes, South course. America was Ascot yes, was Uncle yes. Sam yes right? like that's, that's yes uh, I'm <laughs> saying in the sense like we were explaining that one big idea and you sure. can't have like yeah, but restricted I, to that one idea but yeah but yeah. I think uh, like Anand said I think we're talking more about agitations rather than revolution sorry there was a subscriber saying something please identify and carry on I, I just wanted to say I, I think in neoliberalism the violence was just outsourced that's what right. that's what the difference was yeah Right. It was not happening in, in this uh, part of the world not always I mean the violence in uh, uh, Argentina uh, Chile Augusto Pinochet was in Chile, yeah. right? That was directly overseen by the Chicago school. The economists went there and like... In ran, fact, there's this Basically ran death calls. There's an so interesting not book always. called Economic Hitman. One should check it out. It's interesting. I think it came out in 2007-2008. Now, this question is to, to uh, Mehraj. Uh, because you are Muslim and you're from Kashmir. And I've, I have a view of politics which is not as rigid as, let's say, Anand's or, or Mehraj's. That like Anand says that... He's ideological, but then he went to take support from XYZ. Or what happened in Maharashtra. I think politics is a lot... Like, there's ideologues and there's organization and there's political parties. And which is why I think that man who is most well-meaning and insufferable, uh, Jay Prakash Narayan with his party... Um, I forget what... Which has got nowhere. I find it highly unlikely that Mr. Yogendra Yadav's party will get anywhere. I mean, it was like when I read this news, I was like, I, the headline is, Shiv Sena backs Marathi girl who held free Kashmir post in Mumbai protest. Amazing, no? Now, this is the party that said whatever, Musalmano ko nikal ke maro, whatever else, and very proudly... Bihariyo ko maro. No, no, aapki adalat, Bal Thakre, what he said about Muslims, like he said, no one can fucking touch me, I'll say what I want. When you see this, in an environment, in the context change, you still have a view that is so rigid that, I mean, at one level, you don't feel... You don't think he's moving a little this way that that who would have thought that a Thakre would stand up for a girl who's saying free Kashmir? It's not out of character also because the, the, that's the point they made. She's a Mumbai, she's a Marathi person. Yeah. Huh. So that has always been their yeah. primary. Sure. But before they moved Marathi to Hindutva. But she's saying free Kashmir, man. You know, like that's so out of the two they've... they've so last year Pradeep Chibber and Rahul Varma had a very good book called Ideology and Identity. Uh, in which they attempt to make the argument that despite a Western political science understanding that Indians aren't ideological in their voting patterns, uh, we're just using the wrong Western axis of like what is ideology. Yeah. Um, and they go to statism and to recognition of uh, identity as the two... Linguistic broad, identity is the primary uh, one. Not here, necessarily right? linguistic. It could be a caste. It, could be, it, sure. it doesn't have to be a language. But use different um, axes. And then you look at how people voted over the years. There is a clear sense of ideology. Um, and uh, it, the 
this is the beauty of the Shiv Sena thing that because their identity is the axis, right? They're they're anchored to being Marathi. Hmm. They're allowed to move all over the place. The BJP could not do this as long as they. If the BJP Marathi. attempted to do this because they they have hmm. given up their Brahman Banya roots in hmm. a sense hmm. and tried to broad base become much more of an OBC party, they cannot uh, afford to do this because they don't have that core. AAP could do it, hmm. but uh, say um, the the DMK cannot give up on anything but Tamils, right? Like. It's, it, it depends on whether you have that core in something that's identity or whether it's something that's in, in politics. I, I don't think. know about the DMK. For example, the Justice no, the Party... the DMK could do it. The Justice Party was founded on rationalism, right? On, on atheism or uh, not just rationalism, on the rejection of God at a very radical level. Yet, you know, th- this generation does believe... DMK, you know, not that much, but AIA DMK had started doing... Worshipping and all those traditions, or because their core is is Dravidian ideology, which is the idea of, like it's still a it's an identity politics. It's not mm. a like the vast majority of Tamilians were not rational. It's a, a deeply religious society, so it was mm. not core to their beliefs. So the DMK can flap around or the ADMK with those politics, but BJP can't. You say, but the BJP will find it much harder. It can rely maybe on upper castes almost always, mm. right? And maybe that even if it flies around, it could rely on that maybe Banyas as well but they wouldn't the, the current bjp would have a really hard time because they're if they gave up the the sung's ideology they would have a very hard time unlike the shiv sena which as long as it's speaking up for marathis will find a way to whatever else the politics that's is. the thing about india i mean given its size given its demographics there's always layers and layers of identities and ideologies so you can always switch between them there's one underlying identity but you can always switch between them that's that's like the big thing. that's why like we were saying the last time also using these terms like say left and right and centrist for example makes little sense in India yeah yeah do read that book it's it's very good it I engages shall. with a lot of this. Exactly. identity and ideologies yes Rahul Varman Pradeep Chibber so um yeah I'm going to move on to the Delhi election before that any other subscribers have something to add to this and then we shall move to Delhi elections Amiran uh, Dheeraj uh, uh, since you mentioned Chaiprakash Narayan he he was on a podcast with Abhit Varma few we i think last month on a life in indian politics and he says he had something uh, similar to say which he he says that you know unless and until a political party has an incentive to make use of a political movement it's not going to make use of it now you know there's a good example of what you just spoke you know about the kashmiri woman uh, used by shiv sena the whole iac uh, thing which was you know completely taken over by the bjp during the t- 2014 election where modi came out as you know i am the cleanest person ever kind of thing and took on the corruption thing so i think uh, unless and until a movement has that is provides an incentive to a political party you know things will just remain the same that's that's all yeah. i wanted to add all right uh, jeff hari you guys want to add something before we move on to delhi uh, no you can move on yeah no we can move on to delhi before i move on just want to tell you we have started something called a youtube join now the youtube join is it's just started last week the idea is to build a direct relationship with our viewers uh, this has all video because youtube is video and give them access to behind the scenes of how we make the videos etc the stream with the team that produces news only videos so that's the idea of connecting you to us there are two levels of youtube join one is 299 rupees and one is 599 rupees per month so what you get for 299 599 a month is not the access to the paywall content on newslearning.com because you know many of you are confused that if we do that then do we get paywall content no you don't 
what we're trying to do with this is there's a lot of audience, a lot of our video just goes, let's say, viral on YouTube, but people aren't aware of our website. So this is a way to bring them onto the website. And once a month, you know, two of us, you know, either me or Manisha or Meghnadan Manisha or me and Mehraj or Raman sir and me, out of all of us, we will take questions live on YouTube once a month. And you can interact with us and tell us what we are doing right, what we're doing wrong. That's the idea of YouTube join. It is different from the subscription that you do on newslaundry.com. So do tell your friends about YouTube join. It's a great way of them to just get an idea of what we are like. And if they like us, then they can come to newslaundry.com and subscribe. Okay, so now the Delhi election has been announced. And shortly after it was announced, ABP carried out a poll which predicted between 59 and 60 for AAP. Which the BJP wanted to sue over. They want to sue them. They said, <laughs> it, was, they said it was illegal or something was wrong in like I when see. they did it. Yeah. Can't say illegal and again. five to, I think they gave five to uh, BJP of seven to BJP and three to Congress. So that was the 70 that they predicted. And from what I'm hearing of many of the polls that are being conducted by different parties, all the polls are predicting an up sweep. So, of course, you know my view on polls and I wanted to ask that question to many of the anchors. Oh, by the way, I was on Times now and many of you subscribers are asking why the fuck I was on Times now because I keep making fun and I never go because they keep calling in the poor dudes. So Chitranshi came with a wild idea. So, you know, each time you go there, you get like between a check of between 3,000 to 6,000 rupees to appear on a panel. Although I've gone there twice in the last six months. I used to get checks regularly, but you know, when I used to appear for IAC, but no one sent a check. But what he said is I should say yes to every invitation I get and we should use that money as a pool in news laundry for all the uh, young students who say that we can't afford subscription. So we keep topping that up. And we say, thank you, Times Now, for this 5,000. We will give five subscriptions to students. Thank you, whatever, you know. So I want to know what do subscribers think? We'll actually conduct a poll on this. I think it's a great idea, but do you think we will be accused of feeding the shit show that news is? Or do you think it's a good way of being a part of that shit show and extracting some money out of that and using it to get subscribers who can't afford subscription? So yeah, so I was on that and it was just the most bizarre uh, debate. I haven't been on so long. It was really funny. Like, Navika would ask me three questions and then go to Babul Supriyo. And Babul Supriyo would say that they have changed the Muslim accused in the film to Hindu. I said, no, I've seen the film yesterday. He says, no, no, you haven't. I'm like, fuck, I have. Like, dude, like, what the? It, it was bizarre. It's just too funny. But I want to know, what, what do you guys think? Is that a good idea? Should I start? Yeah, I think you should go. So I should say yes to every debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I should not have a life. <laughs> Once a week at least you can give devote to this. <laughs> oh, anyway, shall see what other subscribers say. So anyway, so the Delhi election is coming up. I want to ask Rohan, please start. You've seen the f- little campaign going about the with the wall. It's it's a really funny ad which both of them have used well. The only party that could give BJP a run for their money in their online game was up earlier. From what you have reported on the ground, from what you see, do you think a, they are pushing it as a Modi versus Kejriwal. I don't think they are. Uh, but some of the ads came up, but I think that was just by chance to rally Karazi. I don't think they'll risk that. And B, would you like to predict? Uh, no, no, no predictions uh, in part because uh, I, yeah, the more I spend paying attention to Indian politics, the less I feel I know. 
Um, so no predictions. I think it's interesting. Delhi Delhi remains a very interesting polity. In 2013, what happened with up uh, beating Sheila Dixit uh, in 2015, the the complete landslide, and then what has happened since. I think uh, it's it's very interesting what the Ahmadmi Party continues to do, attempting to play itself as not exactly being BJP. Or Congress, um, Kejriwal's involvement with the Citizenship Act is the most interesting of positions of all, I think. Um, his, his position is not that it's against Muslims, but he's making an even more parochial argument, which is that uh, Modiji is giving documents to Hindus from Pakistan, but taking away documents from Hindus in India. Where will we settle them? Classic sort of populist, but from the city. We're not going to allow those people into our city. So it's, it's, it's still a socially conservative position, but still manages to take opposition at the same time. He's attempting to shift that axis a little bit. Um, I think, uh, so it's, it's interesting that he's not being drawn into this because they're not trying to make that a part. They're sticking to, you know, your your education, your healthcare, uh, electricity and water, I think, would be their focus. Uh, it's clear that they um, that they have a lead or they ought to be the front runners here. Uh, let's not forget in 2015 that Amit Shah uh, imposed Kiran Bedi on the Delhi BJP at the very last minute and we had some rather amazing two months of campaigning where yeah, with all sorts television. of things that she was saying. Um, and Three of her campaign managers quit. Exactly. One after the other. And then and then they brought in Manoj Tiwari thinking that they used the Purvanchali base to, to get away from the constant infighting within the Delhi BJP and move towards grooming him to be the candidate. And then they had a big uh, rally uh, a week and a half ago where in which they said we thought there would maybe a CM name and instead it was like under the leadership of Narendra Modi. So they're still in some ways stuck in that difficulty of not knowing what their candidacy or their, their leadership is at the state level and in some ways reflects their, their difficulties in state elections in I the last year. I think it's a leadership issue. Yeah. I, I think if they put a Smriti Rani as a chief ministerial candidate, they have a chance. But, but I think without a face, I, I don't think they have a I chance. I think they're going with Modi only because they this are, guy's yeah. Manoj Tiwari's interview with Rahul Kamal the other day. Well, that, that interview is from 2014. That is the an one old that's one. Going around. Well, that's yes. not a new that, one. That's from before the Lok Sabha elections. Uh, it's one in which he says that... Uh, Mahangai and he's going on about... Yeah, yeah. And he about says everything and that Modi, Modi does Modi. will fix everything. Uh, but, uh, but, but we don't take it away from the fact that they have had a rather poor string of state election results since, since UP. They've not done well. So it's not just about the Delhi unit. But there's something about the centralizing nature of Amit Shah and Modi in the party that makes it hard That's for them to do well. weaker for them on the ground. For the states. Yeah. So, Modana, I think I have a question. So, the, the last time around, Arvind Kejriwal, that radicalism he brought to pro- politics, he was seen as this truth teller. He would say whatever. He wasn't evocating on stuff. He wasn't like another politician who would say one thing in public and another thing in private. That, I think he has lost. At least that's the per- perception. He is now playing it safe. So how does that help him in this election or not help him? Not just not just the loss of radicalism. The, the, the buzz is that IPAC has told him to smile as much as possible. So he's smiling <laughs> all the time. Hmm. So that he is just another stock politician now, not that fresh Anand, radical who came Anand, along. Anand, do you want to go with what do you think would work? And and what do you foresee? No, first about your polls. Now, uh, these opinion polls may not be right, but exit polls, uh, I think your skepticism about exit polls is not correct. Uh, 
because even in jharkhand you were saying that you didn't trust exit polls but they were i think all of them almost all of them said that uh, jm jmm and rjd and congress combined is going to um, get power is going to win to put it simply so uh, also in lok sabha polls the exit polls are as a record 97% right and uh, i think it's far less reasonably polls but still it is 82% exit polls so few of them get wrong but most of them get it right exit polls i'm not talking about these opinion polls so second second is uh, about uh, see uh, 2000 15 delhi elections and this also these are the two elections where aap has crippled its national ambitions and uh, concentrated more on being delhi force delhi political force and like regional satraps that we have like biju uh, so what is navin patnayak or nitish kumar or uh, amitadi regional leaders in the south so uh, uh, he has now somehow uh, made peace with that and uh, even in in the midterm of his current tenure he i think decidedly took a position that he would not get into rhetoric on national issues and for last one and two years he has been quite uh, has been quite sedit on those issues and i think he has concentrated more on the uh, on this uh, polls uh i believe all those opinion polls uh, his well uh, i think his party is uh, well placed to win these polls beyond delhi the only platform where they had a fish of in varanasi mr modi comprehensively defeated mr kejriwal now it's not between mr modi or kejriwal but the politics of entrenchment and for a fledgling party and new party it, it is the gestation period of entrenchment and aap has like many regional forces it has entrenched itself well in the political constituency of uh, delhi it has two three definite pockets of very strong vote bank and that would be very difficult for i think bjp to surmount yes i see uh, so we'll give manisha the last word so we'll just go to the subscribers and then finally we'll mm, i think you guys covered it i have one more there in response to maraj about the radicalism right and in response to anand which is that to some extent aap remains a very interesting uh, body which is it may have lost the radicalism in terms of taking on the big guys but a simple thing is uh, there isn't an urban party in india that is not attached to an identity right the mm. shiv sena is broadly urban but it's marathi yeah um uh, the bjp is very urban but it's got an ideology which is particularly rss and it's much more than urban now they gave them they made all the buses free for women right this is a, a a contentious thing the middle class seems to hate this sort of thing that we deride as sops or freebies but it is rather forward thinking in terms of urban policy so up maintains i think the the ability to, to introduce new ideas from the urban political standpoint not radical maybe but still take that forward where nobody else is really in that space to suggest ideas like that but before so, i go to dhiraj uh, jeff and hari i'll just say what you said um, to an extent you're right and you know having many of his public statements and i also remember during the whole jan lokpal when there were you know disagreements between i mean i didn't ever join the party but there were disagreements about the people who were part of the jan lokpal movement about going to those protests and you know when he the first inter chief minister and stuff 
the logic at that time he said was that if i don't have an investigating agency under me i can't do jack shit because it took the acb out right they took yeah. as soon as the bjp came in because as soon as he became delhi chief minister he filed a fir against mukesh ambani against moili against sibbal and i think uh, the bjp hadn't come yet but as soon as they came they knew that their yeah. ministers would also be now the delhi uh, chief minister only had that acb that's one police station which has about 35 odd cops under him but as long as you have an investigating agency under you you can say go take a warrant arrest that guy then it'll be constitutional crisis if the home minister they don't allow you to arrest which is why what thakre is doing reopening loya case i don't think he'll at any point throw him in the clanger but he has that leverage that dude if i decide to issue a warrant i can send the maharashtra police to arrest you and then what is the delhi police going to do stop me from arresting you then there'll be a constitutional crisis so at that time arvin single minded goal for the, the logic of punjab when he went out and he didn't announce his chief ministerial candidate because at some level he thought that he'd be accepted all that other than sardar no one's going to be accepted there it was the pursuit of an investigating agency now that is too far away he needs an investigating agency to clean up the system and he has none right now not even a traffic constable reports to him so that's why the the whole track has changed yeah so he's now more bread and butter issues exactly. and it's bread and butter issues but that is earlier the... it was power mein aayenge warrant issue karenge इनको अंदर जा डालेंगे बट दैट इज द प्रॉब्लम बट ब्रेड एंड बटर इश्यूज राइट नाउ इलेक्शंस आर नॉट फॉट ऑन दोस इश्यूज इवन व्हेन समबडी ट्राइज मोदी जी कम्स मेक्स अ स्पीच एंड देन इट्स अबाउट समथिंग एल्स बट ही इज नॉट गिविंग इन एंड इफ यू लुक्ड एट स्टेट इलेक्शंस झारखंड एटलीस्ट वेयर दे ट्राई टू नेशनलाइज द इलेक्शंस इट डिडंट वर्क बिकॉज़ दे वर टॉकिंग अबाउट स्टेट इश्यूज सो आई थिंक इट विल बी वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग टू सी हाउ डर्टी इट्स गोना गेट बिफोर द 8th ऑफ फेब्रुअरी दे गोना पुल एवरी आई आई थिंक इट्स गोना गेट रियली डर्टी वायलेंस and amit shah gave saying in a speech that arvind kejriwal supports tukre tukre or because of him kanhaiya kanhaiya is not in the first ad is all about kanhaiya and and i don't even think they've so, met i mean i think <laughs> they're really going to try and get I'm him out on the street the mob that was standing outside uh, jnu to to tie this full circle is that was mobilized bjp folks I, I i don't the theory is of whether it was at the top or not i certainly think delhi bjp feels that there is an opportunity here that that to some of that mobilization or, or just an opportunity to to mobilize to polarize etc mm. and so it might have been at that level that this was another happening. important factor is going to be the media because unlike jharkhand where oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. the media is going to interest yeah. in fact we will we'll be fighting be all of national media it. basically but uh, our subscribers let me start with hari you know we guys are news ka kidas and we you know live so entrenched in this Lutians Delhi and we only talk to journalists so i think we end up over dissecting just as regular news consumers and not news professionals i'd like to hear what our subscribers how do they see aap kejriwal and delhi i mean do they see that he's become just another politician do you guys still see him as different what is your perception let's start with hari i don't follow delhi politics that closely not on the media anyway but from what i've heard i i mean my friends who live in delhi seem to quite think that he has brought about some change visible tangible change on ground um i haven't much of an opinion on the elections upcoming elections itself but i'd like to say that i agree with i think what my raj was saying which is that he is sort of um it was very surprising the position that he's taken on the ca itself and how much like a kind of a parochial argument he made and i remember being also very surprised with him backing the center when the kashmir question came up as well so there's there's been a few instances in the last year or like you know at least last 5 or 6 months in which um his position has been quite surprising for me but on the elections itself i don't really have much to contribute or have an opinion on how about you jeff how do you see it when you see his interviews and read yeah. what up is doing yeah uh, i uh, love arvind kejriwal i'm a hardcore fan <laughs> of arvind kejriwal and up 
and uh, i'm uh, i'm like the guy you know this the trump supporters say now even if he shoot someone in fifth avenue <laughs> they still support him i'm oh, like dear. that for arvind kejriwal you're I, fanatic I've been following him from last 10 years ago itself when the lokpal movement started so i want uh, aap to win in the delhi election and i want aap to win in all the other states also and i want arvind kejriwal to become prime minister also oh my, oh my god, god you may have a long wait for that very very long <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay okay so clearly jeff doesn't offer much of a <laughs> nuanced position on that <laughs> maybe dheeraj can give us what what how do you see it do you see him as having compromised from his principles when he started as just a news uh, consumer I, i actually have a slightly different take because uh, you know when the aap movement started i'm i'm not a big so i i was more on the yogendra yadav side than on the kejriwal side but i will say that you know when the aap movement started if i can say three states which had the highest amount of influence out of delhi were it was maharashtra karnataka and punjab okay that's where i, I felt that the movement was at its peak so i was quite disappointed when he wanted to stay in delhi and you know be the delhi chief minister and all that but right now you know i i have a, i feel that he's got a chance because if he if he does as well as he did last time if he gets 60 votes out of 70 it's very easy for them for him to then project himself and say that look i did this government for 5 years i can go out and i can make a government elsewhere and i i personally feel that one state where he can actually do a lot if he wants to expand it is karnataka because everybody in that state whether it's bjp jantara or congress everybody is corrupt everybody is in your words jack shit <laughs> okay so i'm i'm really interested to see him come to other states and if he's able to you know like how modi showed the gujarat model he can show the delhi model and show that you know he's out there for the next election that that's what i feel Okay uh, before we move on to the recommendations because i mean we had you know uh, subscribers and all of us we haven't been able to discuss as many things as you would have liked and also haven't read the emails because we had three subscribers giving us first hand information and feedback we'll read the emails next time but i will say one thing um, I, i i get what dheeraj was saying that that model can be replicated i think and i've said this in a hafta a couple of haftas back we live in the age of leaders and reality show stars mm. every leader is a reality show star donald trump is a reality show star boris johnson is a reality show star they are bizarre they are sometimes charming sometimes offensive but you don't forget them uh, and i had recommended and i wasn't doing saying it in jest i think the only way the congress can revive themselves is that they have not for sony tv or ztv but for themselves closed door a reality show they need to identify a guy using various tasks who can talk you know be projected as this dude and he will win so i don't think aap can do jack shit anywhere unless you have a star there even in delhi i think bjp if they put a smriti rani i think they do have a chance like digvijay singh 2024 is that what you're saying so not digvijay singh 2024 <laughs> they even have that uh, pune wala guy no who's been doing that's in pune wala so no i think they, <laughs> i think they need they need that and I mean, I'll I'll go to the extent of saying that if for forget that I'll tell you when we were setting up news laundry and we were going to investors and stuff. At that time, there was a lot of funds, you know, just sloshing around where people with fucking zero IQ had access to like one billion dollars to deploy, 
and I remember going to Bombay and making some presentations. I don't want to take names because they have been introduced to me by my friends, and that would be very rude. I remember two guys said this: "We love the idea, online portal, subscriber, and all, but let's scale it. You're asking for like one million. I'll give you." 10 million but do it in 12 languages i said do it i only have one madhutrehan cuz madhu is credibility i said news is credibility now you're saying i start in bengal also now bengali news consumer doesn't know who madhutrehan is and they don't care you have to have that face and i think that's true right now for politics so i i get what hari is saying but unless they have a face there who's big and credible i don't think they'll they can't win on principles or track record On that note let's start with recommendations Anand please give us your recommendations before I say goodbye I know you have to catch a train so you got to quickly run Yeah so uh, uh my recommendation uh, is uh, just as a uh, as a kind of tokenism to it uh, because like in two days earlier uh, Mr Shrutan Dashgupta address in Vishwabharati University was disrupted by a group of student leaders a group of students so and he was not uh, allowed to speak uh, so it gives me a, a sense and reinforces my assessment that uh, the street protests or the street even uh, the those in support of ca or those in ag- those against it are not uh, having any kind of conversation they, uh, so this this is a myth that there is a conversation going on these are a set of monologues going on on the street and in universities and uh, different sets of monologues so i would uh, in that context uh, uh, just as a token urge uh, you people to read to what mr shukrakar gupta has been writing on caa the historical argument for it he has written columns in times of india and the telegraph regarding it that and also um, the historical argument for it in the writings of historian jadunath shukrakar that that's my recommendation all right thank you anand let's go to our subscribers your recommendations gentlemen let's start with uh, jeff yeah uh, there is an article by debashish roy choudhury called modi thinks he is shipping uh, but protest uh, show india is not china uh, it's an article from scmp and then uh, i'll just quickly recommend a couple of books looking away by harish mandar hello buster by rahul panditia curfew night by basharat peer restart by mahir sharma and uh, what happened by hillary clinton whoa thanks jeff intense reading Hurry. list hi thanks i also quickly wanted to say that i like the times now interview idea that you mentioned i didn't get a chance to say that then mm. because i really enjoyed watching that little clip of you and babul supriyo having that argument <laughs> they did not now, so they did it. not upload the one where i asked navika three questions can you put that I don't know if it's on. Is it online? We should get that. Yeah, we should just put it because I think I that think was really on, funny. I, I think it's on Twitter. I definitely saw that clip on Twitter where she asked you three questions and then kept cutting into bubbles. No, no. I asked her. She said that you know we are like she was trying to show that we are unbiased or whatever word people use without understanding the meaning. So I said the ticker says fact checkers expose PR stunt or something like that. Ah. I said what does that mean? Right. Who has exposed what? Hey, we need to put that. She says up. we are quoting. I said who are you quoting? She, she says no answer. You see, you see no the quotes answer. at the end. It means it's a quote. I said, "Who's who are you quoting?" She just ignored. Anyways, yeah. No, I don't. You should tweet that. I don't think I saw that. I think um, we should tweet that. Yeah. And my recommendation would be this book that I'm currently reading, uh, which is an English translation of a collection of short stories from Tamil Nadu. 
Um, it's called Black Coffee in a Coconut Shell. Uh, it's, a, it's a collection of stories that look at caste as lived experiences. It's a collection of a lot of different people who write in about their experiences of caste. And it's really, I mean, I've only started reading it, but it's actually really, really interesting. So I think that's what I would like to recommend to everyone. And if I may quickly also plug the blog that I am co-editing, it's called Allah. It's a blog on Kerala that a lot of us volunteers have started doing. So it's very much like News Laundry when it started out in some sense. And we're trying to bring out some varied content as well. So I just wanted to make a shameless plug there. If I may. Great, please, of course, Allah, check out, check out Hari's blog. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm- He's a PhD after all. <laughs> That'd be all right. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Hari. Uh, Dheeraj? Yeah. Actually, I need to thank you, Abhinandan, because you uh, brought me to the world of NPR podcasting. Uh, you were the first one that I heard about it from. So, uh, which led me to this book, you know, called The Worm at the Core. Uh, it's about the role of death in life. And there are two uh, hidden brain podcasts which are related to it. So that's my first recommendation. The second recommendation is there's this, uh, I, I think you'll have to pay for these documents. Uh, I mean, six hours of Joseph Campbell and the power of myth with Bill Moyers. So where he talks about the power that myths have had in the, in, in the past decades, millennia or whatever. And then there's, of course, Amit Verma's uh, uh, scene in the unseen where there are where there is one uh, episode with Jayaprakash Narayan about Indian politics, and uh, then there's another one by this gentleman called Jayati Rao about the Indian conservative, and one more is the Pragati podcast. Uh, I would really want you guys to get uh, this guy Pawan Srinath to be on Hafta. I think he discuss a lot about public policy and it's fantastic. Any podcast on this particular channel is great. Mm. All right. Thank yes. you. Rohan, what are your recommendations? One is the book that you recommended. Uh, yeah. Uh, Identity and Ideology, Pradeep Chibber and Rahul Varma. K.S. Komi Reddy's book from last year, I don't know if you guys have spoken of it. It's called Malevolent Republic. Um, when I moved to India 10 years, almost 10 years ago now, everyone recommended India After Gandhi as the like the hmm. book to read if you want to catch up on post-independence um, Indian history. I think Komi Reddy's book is it's a straight polemic. It's not meant to be a history at all, um, but it's, it's sharp and it cannot be accused of being soft on the Congress. Um, so Malevolent Republic. Uh, Neeraja Gopal Jayal's book uh, Citizenship and Its Discontents is extremely topical and it, it very succinctly, engagingly, a bit academically uh, deals with this question of what it is to be an Indian citizen, not just who becomes one, but what the idea of citizenship is in India and how the Constituent Assembly, etc. discussed this. So um, I'd recommend that. Uh, one slightly out there one is uh, an HBO show by Damon Lindelof who created Lost as well. It's a show called Watchmen. It's a sort of... Shakidar. <laughs> yeah. Is it about well, well um, <laughs> it's a it's a, a sequel to a, a, a seminal comic book uh, graphic novel. Alan Moore hated that term, but a comic book from the uh, early 90s or late 80s, um, which uh, engaged with superhero tropes. But this one deals entirely with the idea of race in America. And there's two episodes in it that use very nonlinear storytelling that give you maybe access to race in a way that, you know, books can't necessarily. So... Watchmen, and then I'll uh, 
give you a, a little bit of a shameless self plug for Please. the political fix which is a newsletter i i run it comes out every monday the political fix.substack.com is where you can sign up um and of course yeah if you like uh, anything that we do at scroll subscribing to us as well as news laundry would be great yes please do they do fantastic work miraj it's more than 5 months of the lockdown in kashmir and uh, we have published two stories mm, it's a two part series really by Raya Nakash about how it has affected the media and the journalists what they are doing what they are going through because of this and also for the same reason i recommended aga shahidali's book the last time and i'll recommend his another book for this time it's called the country without a post office it's about kashmir it's a book of poems and it's like if you want to understand what siege feels like the sense of siege for a people who have been cut off from the world for 5 months that is the book to read also just like to tell our viewers it's about 2 o'clock as we are recording this 2 pm afternoon india time and the supreme court has just put out like a wishy washy i i don't know is it is it just an observation or is it a ruling no, it's a check? judgment yeah. it's a judgment of um, th- there was a challenge to the internet shutdown in kashmir they've said that it must be it's a fundamental right they said uh, yeah. it's illegal but they asked the government to review it in a week to yeah. they lift it they haven't lifted it and they said that all other means should be exhausted what i read in you know i i haven't read the full judgment i guess it must not even be out right now no, it's out now it is so when we started recording there was just a few bullet points had been put up by a website it just seemed a bit wishy washy to me they haven't like dug the heels and said reinstate it they've just said Oh, amazingly they said it's illegal and they didn't get rid of it right away so, so they yeah. call it and the con is they said immediately restore it in hospitals and schools so hospitals <laughs> there are maybe 10 hospitals in all of kashmir which have internet facilities and mm. schools are closed right now for winter vacations they'll oh, be closed right. for three months uh, if i can tag on to mehraj though uh, uh, the book that he recommended in parliament came up uh, around the time of jnu i think and it was venkaiya naidu who was still yeah. in the bjp then who stood up and said actually there is a post office in kashmir what are you talking about oh, yeah he gave a fact yeah. check so yeah yes manisha your recommendation i haven't read anything but news laundry copies this week so i'm going to recommend all our reporting from jnu i think with our small team and our uh, meager resources we've been able to really cover the length and breadth of what's happened in jnu um, just straight up read veena and ayush's report of immediately what happened once uh, you know violence started happening in jnu I think you'll get a good sense of what happened and watch the videos too because those videos like I think these were the first guys to interview one of the visually challenged guy who then later everyone interviewed but you know he really kind of explains pins the blame also uh, nicely so read all our reporting from JNU and um, a documentary that I watched on Sunday uh, Best of Enemies between which is a documentary of 10 news debates in 1968 between William Buckley and Gore Vidal I think it's really fun and it you kind of see how tv moved on from straight up reporting of elections to like two men just fighting Debating, out each other yeah. and not and just two men like yeah, intellectual giants and go yeah. around yeah. i was wondering if you want to do the same thing today in india where you want like a left intellectual and a right intellectual to fight with each other on like who would you who get you, from the right who would you get from vivek agnihotri and abhinandan sekri yeah thanks i'm i'm still up process what has rohan said with that statement that seems innocent but um so i have uh, i mean one recommendation of course is read our reporting from the ground just so that you know when that shit started happening on sunday three of our reporters go, went to genu mm. our managing editor raman landa pet aims uh, our reporters 
I think got home at 3 4 in the morning they after didn't go home. They didn't go home. At 3 here. o'clock they went uh, after 3 o'clock they came straight here and, and they, they just were here. got whatever. So yeah. and that's a kind of rigor and it takes so you know when uh, you guys expect journalists to just come up with brilliant reports just like that and then sit back and say oh fake news fraud news if you had to work that hard and then mukesh bhai came and said here are a few crumbs from akash's biscuit why don't you nibble on these and i'll give you a life how many of you would have the nuts to say no fuck it i don't want that life so remember it takes a lot to be a journalist it takes skill stamina and integrity and the last thing is not required from any other professions so if you want good news and i don't mean good news ki bablu ke bachcha hua hai i mean good news a good quality of journalism you got to pay for it pay to keep news free subscribe to news laundry subscribe to scroll because if you don't support media then the big guys are going to buy it up and then they'll serve you what they want served so then you can just have to suck it up and stop whining uh, on that oh shit someone had told me to be softer jeff fuck i fucked up man <laughs> 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 fuck how how that didn't last even like one hafta yeah fuck i should go into therapy damn anyway my recommendation is it's a really interesting podcast on fairness the title is advanced fairness at the marathon it's about how they made the new york marathon fair it it also explores the concept of fairness and you know how you make something fair why it should be fair and i would also finally recommend something to make all your lives better Watch any film of Deepika Padukone, and if you don't have the patience, just put a poster of her on the wall and just stare at it. Your life will improve. How is she? Is she nice? She's wonderful. Her? She's like a goddess. Okay. Ha, मतलब beyond that, I, as a person, did you like manage to scratch through the Bollywood persona? Rohan is like, what is she saying? But no, I. Would you like you peel no. the layers of Bollywood no, stardom I, and understand? I was trying very hard is. to be well mannered. and i ended up doing a really shit interview listen to awful and awesome i yeah, was someone said you're stammering that, someone on uh, twitter said that you're stammering that type question i was i heard it i said who the fuck is that guy oh so it's me can so, i clearly can i ask a question abhinandan yeah if you don't mind no why i don't is, why, why is there no video for that interview on awful and awesome yeah actually what happened was you know blushing so much no 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 not that you know cuz she has promised a video interview i'll go to bombay uh, there was it was a screening for the uh, acid attack survivors and some other um, you know friends and family of crew and cast who'd been invited why i was there is because meghna's an old friend that's the only reason i was there i said i'll interview dilwade she said theek hai when the film got over we went into one of the small theaters now there i did not have cameras no light nothing uh, so she said let's just do audio here cuz i think they're also conscious of how it looks cuz we were sitting in an empty cinema hall Uh, just the four of us. So, I mean, what really could I do with with that? So I said, "Thik hai, pandra bhi sunen me karte hain." And I just felt I was basically I did a shit interview. So fuck that. No excuses. <laughs> But that's because I was hungry. No other reason. I hadn't had lunch. So, so uh, yeah. So just stare at a poster of hers. It'll make your life better. And pray to God that such goddesses often come on earth and make life better for all of us. <laughs> on that note, Jeff, hurry. And Dheeraj, thank you guys so much for joining. Thank you for paying to keep news free and supporting us. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And and thanks uh, for having me. By middle of next week, our migration to the new CMS would be complete. So all your login issues, you know, the the tech issues will be sorted. So if you want to recommend News Laundry to others, you will not be embarrassed. So by the end of next <laughs> week, recommend it to other people. They will be able to subscribe. The OTP will go. All those OTP issues, those will be wiped out by the middle or end of next week. So thank you all for your support. 
Thank you, panel. Thank you for coming, Rohan. I hope your head feels better. Please come and join us for lunch. It's the only thing we can do. I can't give you a check of five thousand. Which, by the way, times down the check in India, yar. Maine jaake ma bandar ki na raaj aaya aur salad aaya. Okay, Chitranshu just said he spoke to them that why is Abhidan Sekri's check come for after dancing in your studio? They have promised him. The old one is also coming like three months ago. Excellent. We are getting two checks from Times now, so that means I should be able to support about six subscriptions. रिकॉर्ड I do have to say one thing. Yes. When are you coming to London? Why do you guys hate UK so much? Beta, aisa hai. Hum jo bhi free ticket deta hai, hum chale jaate hain. To jab hum wo Harvard gaye the, aisa to hai nahi ki maine ticket kiri tha. Wale theek hai, ab baat karne aao. To sponsor ne bola, theek hai, yellow ticket chale jao wahan. Ab London jaise koi ticket sponsor karega, main pahunch jaunga. Problem ki wali baat hai. No, but seriously, I may be there because I will be coming for a conference. With a paid for ticket because I, I we we don't use the news laundry funds for that <laughs> for a for a conference to uh, Germany, in which case I will drop by in London because there are a lot of subscribers who want to have a meet there. So hopefully I'll yep. I'll I'll get another person who we can have a chat and and. Uh, When is this scheduled for roughly? It's in the summer, June July. I, I I'll let you know. I'll give everybody a one month oh, notice. So thanks guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Have a great year. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. Bye. Bye. And before I go, if you have any feedback, write into us at contact at newslawny dot com. I repeat, contact at newslawny dot com. In the subject line, write hafta. And also, if you have some more time, do check out awful and awesome entertainment wrap this week, where I have interviewed Meghna Gulzar, Deepika Padukone, and Vikrant Masi, uh, the cast and director of Chhapak. It's a really shit interview. I've done a fuck all job because I was just too starstruck. I apologize. I'll do better next time. And this week I leave you with this song that goes out to the goddess Aankhon mein teri ajab si ajab si yaadein hain Ho aankhon mein teri ajab si ajab si yaadein hain Dil ko bana de jo patang saanse ye teri All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.